0: Oh man! Oh wow! Before, before you're seated. Before you're seated. um, Wow! Uh, your, Your pastors. We do you have the ball? You have it. Like you. Like I, 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 is it really? You have no idea what we're talking about here, don't you? So anyway, you, remember, you remember? How many of y'all remember that from five years ago? You're, you know, like yes, there's like a polity and a policy that you engage in and, and, it's, and it's beautiful. It becomes an echo chamber of mutual affirmation and you come on, on stage and you wanna honor the people that, this is not that. Y'all happen to have the single best pastors on the planet. I love you, Pastor Jemima, you guys are the best. I love you, I honor you, I respect you. Last time we were here five years ago, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the honorarium, you didn't invite me back. But the fact of the matter is that God gave me a word about y'all and influences and even numbers, right? It was enumerated. And and look what, and even, like, who does this coming out of a pandemic when people are shutting down and selling stuff and you're all conquering new territories, occupying new space and doing what hasn't been done before? Somebody shout favor. How many here know, not hope, not feel, not, not aspire, it's not prophetic spaghetti on the wall. How many know the best is yet to come? Help me honor the best pastors one more time in this amazing, transformative ministry. All right, I'm gonna get right into it. Stay Then Today, this afternoon, we had this session with Dr. Michael Maiden. What was that? If anyone ever questioned the legitimacy of the prophetic, there's a fine line between the prophetic and the pathetic. Today, this afternoon, we discovered the prophetic is still real. God is speaking to people. Oh, my goodness. Give it up for Dr. Michael Maiden, please. Wow! And then the one that introduced yours truly to Pastor Mark and Pastor Jemima, that's my brother from another mother. It's ride or die. It's this guy right there, planet shaker. This guy shifts atmosphere like no one else on planet Earth. Give it up for the incomparable Russell Evans. I'm gonna get into the word before we get into the word we're gonna do just one little exercise. I come from the city of Sacramento, California. In Sacramento, California, we have a basketball team that's mediocre half the time. It's called the Sacramento Kings. And we are known for the team outside, like near Golden State, but like still, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, we're like the little, anyway. So we were known, and we're still known, but we were known in the NBA, you could Google this, as as the loudest, group of fans and arena in in the entire sports complex of America. So we broke decibel levels. Every time the Kings would play, especially in the early 2000s, there would be a matter of fact, Shaq, Shaq came in and said, this is the loudest place I've ever been in in my entire life. So what I want to do with the count of three is I want to push back on Shaq's idea that that was the loudest place ever he ever heard in his entire life. And, and I don't wanna do it in some sort of emotionally exuberant exercise. What I wanna do is, in light of what's happened in the past few years and coming out of the cuckoo for Cocoa puff season we were in, I, what I wanna do is, I wanna to demonstrate to the world, and, and five years ago I laid the foundation for this, that our praise expression is not a religious idea, it's not a concept, it's, it's not psychosomatically induced. The reason why we are so loud and animated in our praise is be, it's not because of culture and the color of our skin or the nation you come from. So it's not culturally contextualized, it's not whether or not you're educated or non-educated. It's not whether or not you have money or don't have money. We all praise a certain way. And the reason we praise, we all know that the size of our praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of the hell that God took us out of. The size of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of the hell that God took you out of. If God took you out of a little hell, then you give him a little praise. But if he saved you, if he delivered you, if he healed you, if he turned you around and placed your feet, somebody give him your highest. I need you to touch your neighbor, the one you like the most, and tell him, watch God show up. Tell your other neighbor, the one that you tolerate. Tell that neighbor, watch God show up. And now the final thing, find a third neighbor and tell them, by the time you get home, by the time you get home, wherever there was darkness, there will be light. Somebody prays like you believe what you just said. Hey! By the time you get home, wherever there was darkness, there will be light! By the time you get home, wherever there was darkness, there will be light! Let's frame it. You may be seated if you want to be seated. Go to be seated. We're going to expedite them. Are there any questions? We're going to expedite the process here. This is, we're going to illustrate something that's just part of the, like, the. a entender un poco en algunas palabras en los versos que vamos a compartir. dónde está México? Que viva México! And if you all don't speak Spanish, repent. John chapter 9. I'm going to illustrate this. We have a cholo on stage. What's up, man? All right. John chapter 9. As Jesus was walking, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. You have to underline that part. Verse 6. This is an interesting methodology. Completely unorthodox. Then he spit on the ground, meaning Jesus... Must have been allergy season, you never know. (laughs) Holy allergies. Made mud with the saliva, and look at that, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. Who does that? And then he told them, like the the irony, go wash yourself. He makes the mess and tells the guy to go wash himself. (laughs) There goes that entitlement mentality down the drain. So the man went and washed and came back seen. Mark chapter 8. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, different man. And they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village. Then spitting, same Jesus, spitting on the man's eyes. Here we go again with the spit. Must have been a thing. He laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around and said, Yes. I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like trees. And Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. His eyes were open. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. I want to speak to you on the subject matter, Your Mess, God's miracle. The process is temporary, the promise is permanent. The subtext with a clarion call is walk out of your mess. Walk out of your mess. We have two blind men, key words for today, Jesus, saliva, the process, and vision. If you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, number one, open your eyes to what you have never seen before. I want everyone here, open your eyes to what you have never seen before. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. This man was not losing his sight. He did not lose his sight. He never had it in the first place. He was born blind. This circumstance facilitates the environment for Christ to reveal a functional and ontological extension of the creative nature of providence. In other words, with the woman that had the issue of blood, he gave her back her health. With the invalid man, he gave him back his walk. With Lazarus, he gave him back his life. But with this man, in John chapter 9, Jesus did not give him something he lost. Jesus gave him something he never had in the first place. There is a difference between God restoring something you had and God giving you something you never had in the first place. Our God is not just a God that restores. Our God is the one that gives us what we never had before. He is the Lord of the new thing. This is the word of the Lord for Kingdom City, for Pastor Mark, for Pastor Jemima, for everyone here. I'm about to do something new. I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Behold, I do a new thing. I need you to get ready. God's about to do something new in you something new with you, something new for you, something new through you, all for the glory of his name. And some people, personal note here, sidebar, some people focus, allocate their time in attempting to get back what we lost when we should be asking God to give us what we never had in the first place. God is not interested in renovating your past. He is committed to releasing your future. So we have to ask ourselves, in our families, in our faith, in our generation, in our nations, in our continents, are we ready to see what we've never seen before? Are we truly ready to see what we've never seen before? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we can't deny that in the past three years all around the world, we have seen in our generation, unfortunately, things we have not seen before. We saw the effects of a global pandemic that killed millions. We saw the ruins of racial and social unrest destroying properties, families, dividing communities, and even to a great degree, primarily in the Western world, fragmenting the church. We witness and continue to bear witness to a culture that insists in silencing everyone and everything that refuses to toe the line of a morally relativistic ideological worldview that runs counter to the word and the spirit of God. We saw and continue to see a generation targeted by the spiritual architects of darkness with the message that there is no such thing as truth, holiness, God-defined identity, righteous sexuality, and personal responsibility. And it's, it's cumbersome upon me. Matter of fact, I will be remiss. If we don't take advantage of this atmosphere with all these nations, there's so much faith in this room and cameraman, I don't know if we're streaming, are we streaming? Let's take advantage of this moment with so many nations and, and, and all I wanna do is this. May not get invited back, but because there's so much spiritual authority here, I just want to say to every devil, demon, legion, principality coming against our children and our children's children, I just got one word. Get your hands off our children in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout like it's done. We've seen this, we've seen it. It's not hype, we've seen it. We saw the mess, we saw the mess. You go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You go on YouTube, but now it's X. And You even speak to ChatGPT and you will see the mess. But here it is, what if I tell you that in our families, in our faith, in our generations, in our nations, in our continents, what if I tell you, no joke, no wishful thinking, we are about to see the mess become a miracle. By faith in Jesus' name, I need you to get ready. We're about to see the mess become a miracle. And and I mean, are you, I am, yes. Just like the blind man in John chapter nine, just like Mark in every nation and every generation and all aspects of our lives, in the lives of our children and our children's children and our children's children's children, we need to get ready to see the mess become a miracle. We are about to see what we've never seen before. Didn't I tell you if you believe, you will see the glory of God. John eleven forty. what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined is what God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians nine. we are about to see something we've never seen before. And, and if you don't think it's, it's if, if you think we're just like it's hopeful yes esperanza del futuro para una proyección prophetica. Me, let me substantiate that. Let me give you my context, our context. Like in America, some stuff is happening with ripple effects around the world. And some stuff is happening in Asia with ripple effects around the world. But some crazy stuff is happening even in my, my tribe, like we've never seen before. Like this year, this year we had a football player, an American football player who died live on national television. That's never happened before. His name is Demar Hamlin, and he was he was playing, and he died. He played for the Buffalo Bills, and Monday Night Football, big day, millions watch across America, and this guy dies in the middle of a game, and then the like the entire night we've never seen that before. The guy dies, and then both teams come together and they start praying for him. You all could Google this, go ahead. So he dies, the teams come together, they pray, and the young man who was medically certifiably dead came back to life, live on national. (laughs) There is still power in the name of Jesus. There is resurrection power in the name of Jesus. There is salvation, there is deliverance in the name of Jesus. The, but that's not my wording, by the way, it's more Hamlin. When he was interviewed post facto, they asked him, why are you back from the dead? He went, God resurrected me. <laughs> the very next day on a network, our sports network called ESPN, the very next day on ESPN, this broadcaster, the normal program, the host is talking about what happened the previous night. And he's going like, oh, can you believe what happened? Can you believe that? DeMar died. People prayed. He came back to life. Tel- this, is, this is secular television. The, the guy next to him is going, You know what? The NFL should consider some new rules about hitting above the chest. There are some implications. First, of course, the helmet and the concussions, and now, and the guy comes back and says, Yeah, 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 we'll discuss that. But he was dead. People prayed, and he came back to life. The other guy here says, we don't know what's going to happen now with the playoffs. I mean, it's coming around. We know, what are the implications here? Look, there are some complications. And the guy over here comes back and says, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the point. This guy died. People prayed. He came back to life. And then he says, enough is enough. I think we should pray right here, right now. And he starts praying, and in the middle of his prayer, he says what? We serve the God that has the power to heal. God is up to something. God is immediately after that in some remote city that no one's ever heard about called Asbury, Kentucky. Where in the world is Asbury, Kentucky? In a remote city, the Holy Spirit decides to invade a college town. And the same demographic that has been deemed as the most non-Christian demographic, Generation Z, all of a sudden Holy Spirit fills a university. And a bunch of 18 to 21 year olds can't stop praying. Can't stop worshiping. They had to cancel classes because they couldn't stop lifting up the name of Jesus and calling upon the name of the Lord. I'm here to tell you, the next generation will not be lost. It will be saved. It will be saved. It will be saved. Immediately after that, I have a friend named Greg Laurie. He's a pastor in Southern California. He produced a film called The Jesus Revolution. That film was supposed to have made $7 million, US dollars, in box office receipts. It's over $50 million strong. And a few weeks ago, Greg is in Pirates Cove, Orange County, baptizing close to 5,000 brand new believers in the Pacific Ocean. Right after that, Pastor Mark, Pastor Russell, And I was the wingman, I was the comic relief. I joined them in a gathering of 6,000 pastors, approximately, in Amsterdam, where a bunch of pastors representing over 138 nations got together to declare that by 2033, every single person on this planet will hear the gospel of Jesus. Y'all didn't get that. Currently, there are 3.8 billion people who have never received a viable, measurable presentation of the gospel. By 2033, this crazy cuckoo-for-cuckoo group of people actually believes that by 2033, every family on the planet will hear that Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. Hey, Kingdom City, I don't know if you're ready. We are about to see more people get saved than ever before. We are about to see more people come to Jesus than ever before in human history. We are about to see a move of God like we've never seen before. We're about to see entire cities get saved. Uh, 30% of you believe that. We're about to see entire cities come to Jesus. We're about to see entire generations get saved. We're about to see nations come to the feet of Jesus. If you believe it, lift up your hands. We are about to see our prodigal sons and daughters come back home. We are about to see Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered societal architects and cultural reformers rise up and literally change the world. We are about to see once again light overcome darkness, love defeat hate, and truth silence lies. We are about to see the glory of God fill the earth. I'm going to say that one more time. We are about to see the glory of God fill the earth. The next thing to fill the nations will not be a new version of COVID. It will be the glory of Jesus filling the nations. If you believe it, lift up your hands. Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Some of you should be asking, how can you be certain because of Luke 1.37, the word of God never fails? Because of Hebrews 10.23, he can be trusted to keep his promise. And some of you should put back, should push back with some sort of eschatological worldview, and you should push back and say, but we're living in the last days, Pastor Sam. Oh, Pastor Sam, we're living in the last days, and I know it's optimism, and you're giving an optimistic message about never 16 and people coming and just going. And <laughs> but we're living in the last days, and things are gonna get darker. Things are gonna, yeah, I know we're living in the last days, guys. I've read the book. I know the exhaustive list. I've read Matthew 24 time and time again. I've read 2 Timothy chapter three, in the last days, men and women. I get that. Men and women will become lovers of themselves. We call that narcissism. In the last days, men and women will lead their, their natural desires. We know what that is, the state of California. There are so many things that we know that the Bible undergirds. There's a reason why I took a 16-hour flight. 16 hour and 15 minutes from San Francisco to Singapore. With one hour and 20 minute layover, I have to come to KL on a 45 minute flight. Why did I travel this far to be here today? Today's not just any day. This is the day before tomorrow is my birthday. I'm gonna be here in this conference on my birthday. Why would I travel on my birthday week to come to Malaysia? What would prompt me? Not because of a promise that he made. What promise? A last day promise. Which one? Narcissism? Deviancy? Perversion? Wars? No. Those are all legit. But there's a a last day promise that prompted me to get on a plane. Which one is it? Oh! It's such such a big promise that he made. It appears in both the Old Testament and the New. Joel 2.20 Acts 2.17. It's the reason why I'm here. It's the reason why I lift up my head. It's the reason why I preach the way I preach. In the last days. He never said I might. He never said I may. He never said I hope to. He said in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon Somebody prays like you know we're about to see it. We're about to see God show up. We're about to see a move of God. We're about to see, lift up your hands. Malaysia's mess is about to become God's miracle. Cambodia's mess is about to become God's miracle. Asia's mess is about to become God's miracle. Australia's mess is about to become God's miracle. (laughs) Africa's mess is about to become God's miracle. I'm going to say this. America's mess is about to become God's miracle. Europe's mess is about to become... Latin America's mess. Your generational mess is about to become God's miracle. Your family mess. Your health mess. Your mental mess. Your emotional mess. Your financial mess. The mess in your family, and your home, and with your loved ones is about to become God's miracle. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, he who called you is faithful to do it. Oh, the mess is about to become a miracle. Y'all believe it? Y'all really believe it? The mess is about to become a miracle. The mess is about to become a miracle. So when that mess becomes a miracle, we step into a season of instead of. Instead of of riots, we're going to see revival. Instead of lockdowns, we're going to have open heavens. Instead of hatred, love. Instead of relativism, truth. Instead of confrontation, conversations. Instead of political affiliations, prophetic designations. And instead of storming capitals, we're about to storm the gates of hell and take back everything that was taken from us. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I'm about to see see what I have never seen before. In my family, family, in my faith, in in my relationships, in my my church, in in my community, community. in my thinking, in my actions, in my words, in my health, in my surroundings, in my nation, in my continent. I'm about to see the glory of Jesus like I have never, ever seen before. If you believe it praise like you believe it right now. If you believe it, shout like you believe it. If you believe it, pray like you believe it. If you believe it, prophesy like you believe it. If you believe it, live like you believe it. Forgive like you believe it, give like you believe it. We're about to see the mess become a miracle open your eyes to God's spirit and he spit on the ground made mud with the saliva and he spread the mud the God of the process is the same God of the outcome the God of the wait is the same God of the suddenly do not make the temporary permanent do not confuse what you're going through with where you're going to and if you are going through what you've never been through before it only means you're about to occupy what you've never occupied before (laughs) So he spits and then he takes the spittle and he, he makes it, so what I want you to do here is, here it is, Jace, help me out here. This is, you're gonna do the Jesus part. This is Jesus on steroids. No hair, with no hair. So it's creatine Jesus. So I want you to just take that and we're gonna put it, you're, you're blind. And you're a Cholo from East L.A. homes. <laughs> so spread that. But this is this is so good. This is so good. This is mm, yummy. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Yeah, he did. He, Jesus, I mean, why would he? Like, like who does that? Like, couldn't. Because you got to put it in perspective. Like Jesus, Jesus, he's, this man is blind, that guy's blind. Jesus easily could have done this. <laughs> That's it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, 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 like not even look with swag and go like. <laughs> but, but for whatever reason, he wants to go through this interesting process. And he, he did that spit thing. Spit. Yeah, yeah. Spit. Um yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Holy saliva. <sighs> Why would he spit? So he spits. What's in your spit? Oh, Mom, that's like that's not rhetorical, I'm actually asking. <laughs> what what is in your spit? Huh? What's in your speech? What are you? Look, it's, just, it's a psychosocial study on masses. <laughs> Same thing. You have people going like, there's the optimist and the pessimist. All the pessimists, germs, viruses, bacteria, enzymes, and all the optimists, DNA. <laughs> yeah, no joke. That's why, that's what he did. Like That's not even like a revelation. That's just science. There's no rhema there. That's just pure fact. Jesus literally took his DNA and he placed it on the eyes of men who were born blind. His, the DNA, not of just anyone, but of the master of the universe. The Alpha and the Omega, the author and the consumer. I don't know if you understand what that means. He took his DNA. In other words, with your DNA, you are born blind. With DNA, you became blind. But with my DNA, you're about to see my glory. With your DNA, with your DNA, you have trauma. With my DNA, you have a testimony. With your DNA, you have drama. With my DNA, you have destiny. With your DNA, you will make excuses. With my DNA, you're about to make history. Jesus places DNA on top of him. You're in this place today. You're streaming. We have great news. When Jesus died, when he resurrected, when he ascended and sent the Holy Spirit. We, know we, we just don't have the spittle of Jesus. We have the Spirit of Jesus. If with the spittle of Jesus, these men saw things they never saw before, imagine what we are about to see with the Spirit of Jesus. Oh, the Holy Spirit. By the way, your trauma just became a testimony. It, we're, we're, we're not filled with a spittle of opinions, feelings, social constructs, or ideologies. We are filled with the spirit of Romans 8:11, The same identical spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. We have that. Because of that Holy Spirit, we're about to see things we've never seen before. That Holy Spirit empowers us, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It frees us to walk in liberty, 2 Corinthians 3:17. It empowers us to live in holiness, Galatians 5:16. We are filled with that spirit, Ephesians 5:18. Anointed of the Holy Spirit, 1 John 2:27. That spirit defines us, Romans 8:11. There's no more powerful force on this planet than the Holy Spirit. There is no more powerful force on this planet than the Holy Spirit. There's no more, I'm gonna say that one. One more time, the most powerful force on the planet is not AI, the most powerful force on the planet, it's not some sort of political sociological construct. The most powerful force is not a virus, the most powerful force is the Holy Spirit of all mighty God. If you have that spirit, praise like you have them, worship like you have them. It's the spirit of God. We have that spirit. We have that spirit. We have that spirit. We have the spirit. This. Number three, open up your eyes to God's original design. What does that mean? Well, with, with this man here, with the, with the guy from the Gospel of Mark, with the cholo from East L.A., this was different. Jesus just went, shh, Bam. Direct, boom. Imagine the accuracy rate behind that. <laughs> Can you imagine like, like, the, like the spiritual universal construct of the outcome of that? Jesus spits, all the angels go like, we have to make sure the spit gets there. Like, amazing. But this guy, Jesus did not just go, Jesus went, and then made the mud ball and then here, why would, would this guy, Jesus do it different? What, what was the difference? This guy had sight at one time and he lost it. We know this because he said, I see things, people look like, which meant he had a prior construct, some concept. He knew what people looked like and what trees looked like. Hence the end of that phrase is Christ restored his vision, restored. This guy knelt, he was born what? So in order for Jesus to he he's showing us for this guy, he went to the ground. Why did he go to the ground? What did God make man out of? He went to the original blueprint. He went to the original architectural plan. In other words, in my original plan for you, you were not born blind. In my original plan for your family, there is no cancer. In my original plan for your family, there is no alcoholism. In my original plan for your family, you're not going from problem to problem and drama to drama. In the name of Jesus, every Every iota of God's original plan stands activated for every family in this auditorium here tonight. If you receive that, lift up your hands. If you really receive it, lift up your hands. God's original plan for your family does not include generational curses. God's original plan for your family does not include multi-generational genetic predisposition of diabetes. God's original plan for you and your children and your children's children, cancer, ailment, sickness, poverty, disease. No, in God's original plan, you are blessed and highly favored. You are the righteousness of God. You are anointed and appointed. Let's just, let's just land this, lift up your hands. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Jeremiah 1, 5. Jeremiah 29, 11. you know it well. For I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You were born according to the motto of the second Adam, not the first Adam. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Lift up your hands. God has a plan for you, for your children, for your children's children. God has a plan for your city. God has a plan for your nation. God has a plan for your continent. In God's original plan, you are not blind, you're not an addict, you're not an alcoholic, you're not full of anxiety, you're not detail And you're not cursed. Jesus came to save, deliver, heal you and reactivate his original plan for you. For your family and your children and your children's children. I'm, I'm going to speak prophetically right now. I believe God's plan for Malaysia will come to pass. And God's plan for Australia will come to pass. And God's plan for Cambodia will come to pass. And God's plan for Vietnam, for Singapore, for Hong Kong, for Taiwan, for Thailand. God's plan for, for America and you and Africa will come to If you believe it, lift up your hands. If you believe God's original plan will come to pass. Psalm 138, verse 8, God will fulfill his purpose in my life. His mercy endures forever. He will never forsake the work of his hands. You have to give Jesus access to your dirt before he grants you access to your destiny. It's not about where you are in life. It's about who you are in Christ. And when you know who you are in Christ, you will never be held back by where you are in life. With your hands raised, we're done. Your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he told them, he, he connected his DNA to his original plan, placed it on a man who was born blind, And then he had the audacity. Who does that? He looked at a man who was blind and he blinded him even more. This is the first double blind study in the Bible. I'm here all week. No, but really he did this and then he did this. He said, go wash yourself. This really happened. This guy, for a moment, had to walk with his mess. Whoa. For the next one minute and 18 seconds, I just want to preach to people who have been here. Have you ever had a season in your life where you walked with your mess? Because you knew that behind that mess there was a miracle. He couldn't see, but he could hear. And Jesus said, Go wash yourself. Who speaks into you is much more important than who speaks about you. <laughs> have you ever been here? Is there anyone here who has ever walked with their mess? People would have judged you. They probably judged you, spoke about you, and critiqued you, and they had no concept, no understanding that behind the mess. It was a miracle. That that mess was just a miracle with mud on it, and you walked, and you walked by faith and not by, because that's what we do. And sometimes we have to walk with the mess. Sometimes we have to walk with the most precarious of circumstances and the most egregious of seasons, and we have to continue to walk, because we know, we know that we know all we have to do is wash ourselves. Lift up your hands. So that child in your home who's messy right now, that mess will become a miracle. That loved one that right now is messy will become a miracle. That health report that is messy will become a miracle. That financial angst that's messy right now will become a miracle. Lift up your hands if this is yours. Why did you walk with your mess? Because you discovered that a broken praise is still a praise. And a wounded worshiper is still a worshiper. You discovered that a tired believer is still a believer. And believe it or not, to all the Pharisees out there, hold tight to your seat. A prodigal son is still a son. Why did you walk? Because believe it or not, when your integrity is greater than your influence, nothing can stop you. When you are driven by anointing rather than ambition, nothing can stop you. When your hunger for righteousness is greater than your fear of criticism, nothing can stop you. And when your praise is louder than your pain, When your praise is louder than your pain, when your praise is louder than your pain, nothing can stop you. All right, let's do it. Ready to wash yourself? Come here. Come here for a second and... All right, stand with You are standing. <laughs> you, you're you're going gonna... <sighs> to. The cholo from L.A. <laughs> Wise. Same circumstance. He was blind. Different man. There's a principal I want you to walk out with. You stand with me. That guy's. I learned something from him. Mark 8, man looked around and spitting on the man's eyes. He laid hands on him. Can you see anything now? The man said, yeah, I see people, they look like trees. Yeah. And Jesus placed his hands. He could have settled for people that looked like trees, but he didn't. This changed me because he easily could have said, seeing trees is better than seeing nothing at all. He could have settled for trees, but he didn't. I heard the Holy Spirit tell me this afternoon in my room as I was drafting this part right here, Kingdom City, what's unique about you, there are a number of unique dynamic, unique factors. One of the unique points, Pastor Mark, Pastor Jemima, is that you pastor a bunch of people that will never settle for looking at trees. Y'all have no idea what that means. You're never gonna settle for looking at, you're never gonna settle, but at least, at least, I got three, at least, you're never gonna settle for half your family being saved. You're never gonna settle. You're never gonna settle for two out of five people getting saved. You're never gonna settle for two out of the ten cities being saved. You're never gonna settle for partial healing. You know that in the presence of Jesus, it is all or nothing. I dare you to look at your neighbor and tell him, don't settle. settle. Tell your other neighbor, don't settle. Don't settle for anything less than what God has for you. Don't settle for a portion. Don't settle for, for trees. Don't settle for Ishmael when God gave you an Isaac. Don't settle for manna in the desert when there's milk and honey waiting for you in the promised land. Don't settle for the law of Moses when he gave you the grace of Christ. Don't settle for surviving when Jesus made you to thrive! Don't settle. Don't ever settle for at least. Everything God showed you, you need to just place a demand on it. Not half the city, but all the city. Not half the families, but all the families you will never settle for trees. If you receive that impartation, lift up your hand and say, I will never settle for trees. As for me and my house, in the presence of Jesus, we want everything. Somebody shout like you're about to get everything. Come on, somebody praise like you're about to get everything. Somebody worship like you're about to see everything everything you're about to occupy all of God's promise. Don't settle for trees I landed right here Ready, ready juice Don't lick the mud That'll go viral Ready? See trees. I see trees. All right. And Jesus, this is what Jesus did. Ready? Y'all read it, right? What did Jesus do? He did what? What did he do again? First of all, just to put things in alignment, I'll tell you what he did not do. Jesus did not spit again. Read it. Do your biblical due diligence. He laid hands again. Don't ask God to do something He already did. Stop asking God to save you when He already saved you. Stop asking God to set you free when he already set you free. You need to walk in what he already did. You need to talk in what he already did. Stop asking him to spit again. He can lay hands again. He can give you a fresh anointing, but don't ask him to do something he already did. Walking it. Live it out. All right. You ready? For reals. I want everyone here to lift up your hands only if you're, if you're willing and able, if you receive right here, every nugget, every impartation, if you're about, if you really believe you're about to see what you've never seen before, if you're about to see the DNA, the fullness of his finished work fully activated in you, with you, for you, and through you for his namesake, if you're ready to see God's original design for you and your family and your generation come to pass, that blueprint if you're ready to see that, if you're ready, to, if you're ready to open up your eyes with a firm commitment that you will never settle for trees, you will never settle for plan B, ever in anything you do in him or for him. Lift up your hands. When I say now, I want you to wash yourself. Jason, help them. Ready? When I say now, I want you to wash yourself and don't open up your eyes till I tell you to. Matter of fact, go ahead. Now, don't open up your eyes yet, but go ahead. He washed himself. Jesus did, didn't do this for him. He, Jesus already placed everything he needed on him. So there are things you're going to have to learn to do by yourself. You have to learn how to praise all by yourself. You're going to have to learn to pray all by yourself. You're going to learn to confess and decree all by yourself. You're going to even learn to prophesy all by yourself. And, and I love what happened to Dr. Maiden and what happens here. But, but when you can't find a prophet around you, it's okay. You, learn, you need to learn to prophesy over yourself. I'm even going to show you how to do it. I'm a real simple step. You're going to go into the bathroom. You're going to turn on the light. You're going to look into the mirror. And if you want to go old school, you're going to find some oil, some extra virgin olive oil. Take the olive oil, put it in your hand. Look in the mirror, and you say, Hey, you, God has a word for you. And then you say, Are you ready for your word? And then you can look at yourself and go, Are you ready? 100%, 100% this is God's word for you. Are you ready? Here's the word. Are you ready? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If God be before you, who can be against you? It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. saith the Lord, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. All right. su por favor. Levante por favor. Lift up your hands, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna release you to do this at your discretion. No, no force, no coercion, no manipulation. If you're ready to step into, to see what you've never seen before in all aspects of your life, if you're ready to, if you're willing, ready to see this, when, then I'm gonna encourage you to the best of your ability with, with great discretion for those around you. If you're saying, Pastor Sam, I've seen so many things negative in the past few years that I'm ready to see everything God has for me. And I'm not gonna settle for trees. I'm gonna see everything. By the way, Pastor Sam, I'm not gonna wait two years to see it. As for me and my house, we're stepping into this word right here, right now. So if that's you at the count of three, come out of your seat and join me somewhere and just walk into this anointing. One, two, three, do it right now. Just do it right now. Do it right now. You're about to see what you've never seen before in your family. Your mess is about to become God's miracle. Your family mess is about to become God's miracle. Your health mess is about to become God's miracle. Your financial mess is about to become God's miracle. Walk out of your mess. Walk out of your mess. Don't settle for trees. Don't ask God to spit again. He already did it. Walk in it. Talk in it. Live in it. Occupy it. Go. Go. Open your eyes to what you've never ever seen before. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. With your hands raised, with your hands raised, with your hands raised, we're going to see stuff we've never seen. Vamos a ver la gloria del Señor llenar las naciones. Vamos a ver milagros y pruebas, señales, como nunca antes. I see nations embraced by the Father, redeemed by the Son, filled with the Holy Spirit. I see young men and women leading an awakening where righteousness and justice inundate every sphere of society. I don't see failure, I see victory. I don't see victims, I see conquerors. I don't see Pharaohs, Goliaths, Jezebels and Herods. I see 21st century Elijahs and Elijahs, Joshuas, Peters and Pauls. I see apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, exhorters, miracle workers. I see doctors and lawyers and teachers and politicians and artists and innovators full of the Spirit of Almighty God. I see children casting out devils. I'm going to say it again. I see children casting out devils. I see young men and women prophesying. The emerging generation having visions. The older generation having dreams. I see the name of Jesus lifted high. I see the creation of content that will lead to conversations, that will lead to conversions and cultural reformation. So Kingdom City, open your eyes to the new thing, to the new you to the new, biblically substantiated, Father-glorifying, Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-filled you. Get ready to see the love of God, the truth of God, the grace of God, the power of God, and the glory of God uh, like you've never seen before. And as a result, this is what we will hear post-facto from tens of millions, Pastor Mark, Pastor Jemima, Millions. 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 Millones. 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 Millones, amigo. Millones. Millones. Millones, 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 millones. Because of this ministry submitting wholeheartedly to the will and the word of God because this is a Christ-centered bible-based spirit-empowered move of god because the favor of god has fallen upon kingdom city the harvest has the harvest you will reap for his name's sake is truly an unbridled and unparalleled and unprecedented harvest you we've never seen this kind of harvest before it truly is and as a result you will hear from millions the following testament. I was blind, but now from Asia to Africa to Latin America to Europe, the nations of the world, I was Man, like, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see in the next, the next three, five years around the world? What do you see for key? What do you see? Say it. What do you see? Open heavens. Go more. Go more. Go more. Go higher. Uh, go higher. Go higher. Yeah! 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 see it. I saw millions. I see millions. I see an un... And we're talking about like, like, like it's going to be it's going to talk about breaking the norms of orthodoxy as it pertains to perceived notions of how God operates in some sort of prefabricated modus operandi. You're going to see some stuff happening in nations and cities where, where, where it's just crazy. You're, gonna, you're just going to go, what's going on? Here, God, I, I, was, I was in my room drafting the, the, the latter part of this and the Holy Spirit told me, just tell him Never settle for trees. Never settle for half a nation, half a city, half a harvest, half a miracle. God said, I've anointed you for everything, for it all. You will see it all. Not half of it. You will see it all. 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 all. what the Lord can do. I'm gonna let you go here. Uh, I'm all, all Kingdom City pastors. Quickly, we gotta expedite the process. You need to get up here. Just go. favor. you're about to see, you're about to see, you're about to see. You're about to see what you've never seen before. Behold, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? I've already begun. I'm making a way where there is no way. Woo! God's already done something, and it cannot be undone. Isaiah 43, 13. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anything away from my hand. What I have done cannot be undone. With fear and trembling, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you what I just shared with our lead apostle and pastor. Never settle for trees. There will be attempts to persuade you to be satisfied with mediocrity and with half victories and with portions, that's not you. You know that in the presence of Jesus, you wanna occupy all of his promises. <laughs> you want the entire city, the entire nation, the entire generation, hey, the entire miracle, the entire healing. Oh, I feel the breakthrough! 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 Lift up your hands! Lift up your hands! Are you ready? When I say now, I want you to shout. Don't settle. Ready? Here we go! One, two, one, two, three. Don't settle. Come on, come on. Don't shatter. Don't shatter. Don't shatter. Say it. Don't settle. 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 To see what we've never seen before. All right, Pastor Jemima, come on. Vamos. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands, Kingdom City. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle don't settle. don't settle, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Okay. Don't settle. Marco, vente lindo. Don't settle. Listen, God has anointed you. Oh. Oh, that anointing. Just a t- There's a fresh Here's your pastor, Jemima. For you, there is fresh oil. There is holy fire. There is new wine. And the word of the Lord for you is it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all. Okay. You don't settle for trees. We, in God's, in the presence of Jesus, it's all or nothing. It's everything. I want everything. Occupy all of His promises. It's all coming together. You're about to see what you've never seen before. If you remember five years ago, if you don't remember, it's okay, but if you remember five years ago, this is the way I'm going to wrap it up and give it to my beautiful pastors here. It's, where, where's is Pastor Russell Evans still around? Did he leave? Coffee break? Come up here. but This is my brother right there. Dr. Michael Maiden, come up here. Where's Graham? I don't know if Andre's here or not. It may have been. Raptured again. That's what he does. Gets raptured a lot. Yeah. And who else is part of our board? Graham. Alguien más. <laughs> <inaudible> <inaudible> la muchacha. La muchacha. La muchacha. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, uh, there she, she, uh, she, is. Here she is. There you are. This is what we're gonna do. I'm in my room today, and the Holy Spirit told me tell them because the the, the enemy would be satisfied if he could only take half. Because he knows it, it, he knows if you have nothing, you're gonna hunger for for something. So his strategy is to give you something that will appease you. Don't, because you're anointed, not for the trees. You're anointed. So, don't settle. All I want you to do now, if you can, all I want you to do, if you can, if you remember five years ago, squat. Go like this. Squat. Work those calves, baby. Good. And when I say now, I want you to, go up. Now, I don't want you to go up casually like, oh, I want you to launch up. Like, everything the enemy attempted to place on you to hold you down is permanently removed. You're about to reach new heights. You're about to do new things, conquer new territories, occupy new promises. Kingdom City, here we go. This is it. One. Are you ready? Don't say